Hey there again, and welcome back to a different podcast with your host, Dwayne Duke, uh, where we talk about NBC's hit sitcom, A Different World. Uh, this week, my guest is uh, is a man whom I have all the affection for. Guys, coming out of Memphis, Tennessee, put your hands together for Richard Douglas Jones. Hello. Hello, everyone. How's it going? We were, we were talking before while I was uh, settling in because I just got in. Uh, <laughs> I just got in for my evening, you know, shh, COVID. Uh, but we were, we were talking before this. You've, you've done more than one podcast on the subject that is a different world. Yeah, I hope at this point I want to be heralded as an, a, a different world expert. Like this is, this is a dream of mine now at this point. I want to be like whatever like the like sommelier of a different world is like that's what i want like that's like squad goals like i need that in my life i need to be that person i'm here for it all right Ooh. well uh so tell everybody sorry i left i left one of my notes on my phone which is across the room so professional no, <laughs> so tell everybody uh, a little bit about you. Where'd you go to college? What'd you, what was your major? I went to Howard University because of a different world. Um, uh, I went to Howard University and studied theater because of a different world. Um, so this show made an actual difference in your life. Yeah, this show like legit like affected like my life. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I asked you this. Um, if you were at Hillman, where would you hang out? Um, I don't know. I have no idea because you don't really see that many places at I'm, Hillman. Like, there aren't really a whole lot of places to hang out at Hillman, not by what they're shown. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I guess the season, pit. Usually... I guess I'd hang out at the pit. That's That's probably... <laughs> I mean, early in the season, you get you get the pit, you get Gilbert Hall, you get uh, you get. I don't think they, I don't think they did a whole lot in the library until like season two. Um, no, they didn't. I mean, Whitley's room exists. Stevie right. dorm ex- or Stevie's apartment exists. Right. Uh, but yeah, tonight's episode we're talking about season one, episode seven and eight. Episode seven. Sometimes you get the bear. Sometimes the bear gets you. Directed by Ellen Falcon, um, written by Thad Mumford, original air date, November 19, 1987. Uh, Synopsis. Denise is apprehensive about a visit from her grandfather as she fears she cannot live up to his expectations. Jalisa and Maggie ask Denise to take part in a traditional homecoming prank by stealing the head of the rival mascot's bear costume. They would be the first woman in Hillman history to accomplish this. Denise initially turns him down because she does not want to disappoint her grandfather. She does not realize that Russell tried to steal the bear head in 1935, but was bested by a friend. He's still bitter about this and bets his friend that he can pull off the feat 
<laughs> Denise decides to help her roommates after Whitley angers her by belittling the prank as foolishness. Russell and the girls separately seek the assistance of Hillman mascot Dwayne, who distracts the guys assigned to guard the mascot. Denise and her grandfather simultaneously try to steal the mascot head. They realize they have misjudged each other. The girls leave the head in Whitley's bed as revenge. Guest star Earl Hyman. <clears throat> and uh, <laughs> season eight, If Chosen, I May Not Run, uh, directed by Ellen Falcon, uh, written by Thad Mumford. Original air date, December 3rd, 1987. Uh, Denise shows potential as a sprinter during PE class. And the track coach asks her to come out for the team. Her father is thrilled to have another Huxtable competing for Hillman as he and his father both ran for the school. Denise enjoys the attention she receives from her friends and other students, but cannot handle the grueling practices. In fact, the entire team feels this way. Uh, Maggie desperately tries to track down an economics book that she needs for a term paper. Uh, these are very mid-season episodes. These are... Mm -hmm. these yes, are they are. Yes. Oof. But, I mean, we got some great points in this. Um, it starts, It starts like, all episodes begin, and you're like, oh, we're, we're somewhere on Hillman's campus, and something is happening, and it's a big thing. Uh, I think it's kind of crazy that they did a homecoming episode in the first season that didn't have a step show. Well, in the first season, Hillman isn't really established as a HBCU. Like, they kind of mention it kind of on the side, but it isn't until, like, season two. Until Debbie Allen steps in. And yeah, because, like, Debbie Allen had, like, a, like, had a HBCU experience. Like, if you, like, haven't gone to one, yeah, there is a lot of it. Like, there's definitely some authenticity there, for sure. Yeah. Uh, that was not there in season one. Yeah, I uh, my aunt was pushing for me to go to one when it was my turn to go to college because she had four kids that decided not to. Although mm. one did go to school in Virginia, so kind of close. Uh, the episode begins and they're decorating for they're decorating for homecoming. We get our second appearance of Ron Johnson, our second appearance of uh, Sinbad as Walter. These characters who would come to, you know, explode in the series once we lose Denise. Yep. Uh, Whitley is taking charge. She's rah rah, and dear God, the child is off key singing. It is. It's a whole thing. Uh, they're still trying to figure out what Whitley is. She oh, Millicent is still around. Yeah, Millicent is following her around everywhere. Oh my goodness, what happened to her? Uh, Millie's like like Judy on Family Matters. She went upstairs once. But right, they were they thing. were like setting her up to like ship her with Ron, like you know, like sidekick love. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like Millie and Ron would have had some wild and crazy stories, but then, but then we wouldn't have got anything good out of uh, Kimberly Reese if Ron wasn't her her boo thing later in the series. Uh, yeah, no, I I think you're absolutely right. Like Ron and Millicent would like walk out of a room with like <laughs> like leather play and chaps and masks and shit, and just be like, what? I mean, it, it would be a lot of side jokes. I feel like if we kept Lisa Bonet on the series, Millie would have also stayed. Uh, because, Maybe. because that was the direction the show was going on, where it was like, oh, 
uh, do you ever watch Felicity? Because I feel like I feel like this show could have easily been Felicity um, if they kept with Denise as the main character. Yeah, I yeah, I hate to say it, but like, yeah, Denise leaving was kind of the best thing that happened to the show. Uh, I'm gonna say it loud and proud: Zoe Kravitz saved the series. <laughs> Cause like it's and especially with episode um, uh, with episode eight, like you see that like Denise Huxtable is really just the she's a proto millennial. Like everything that that people hate about millennials, like you could find in Denise Huxtable, and you can see it in one of those in the episode where she's you know running track. Like that's what older people think that millennials are. It's just like, oh, I need, I want to try something. Oh, it's hard. Then I quit. Like, and that's what Denise Huxtable did. Denise is, is wildly boring. Like, the more, the more I watch the show, the more I'm like, ugh. I, I think it's because uh, when I first came to the show, um, I, you know, it premiered a year before I was born. Like, season two premiered like two weeks after i was born so okay when i first came to the show i i it had already finished its first run it was on it was in rerun so i saw i saw episodes on daytime in my grandmother's basement and scattered yeah you didn't see yeah Yeah. so like i never got denise as a main character so when she was in like when i finally watched the show and she was there and i was like i don't like, I get what you're doing, but this isn't what I want. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like eating dessert first and then getting your appetizer. Yeah, like I said, it um, Hillman it doesn't really become uh, HBCU until season two. Yeah. And uh, once that happens, Hill- Hillman itself takes on a completely different character. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, this episode does have a lot of one of my favorites, Loretta Devine. Uh, here's a debate I've been having with a few people who've done this already. Um, okay. Jaleesa versus Stevie. Do you un- do you see how they try to write the same character twice and then got rid of one? Yeah. Yeah, like it's just like, yeah. The- Absolutely, like, like, like it- I absolutely, if Jaleesa would have had a kid, I'd have been like, yeah, okay, yeah, sure, of course. Yeah, like they're, they're like her kid had been staying with her mom and then the kid moves in. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I buy it. Okay. Um, I feel like we could have kept uh, Stevie on for a little bit longer. We wouldn't have got Letty then, which is, it's a weird, like, which do you want? I don't know. Oh, oh man. If I got to oh, yeah, that's a horrible, horrible choice. I don't want to have to choose between Letty or Stevie. That's a horrible choice. I mean, yeah, because you had, you had Loretta Devine in this, in this fantastic character. She's singing in this episode. She's mm-hmm. like, like, the scene begins and she, she's decorating the, the dorm living room or the common area, you know, uh, for homecoming or for whatever. She's singing and Denise's grandfather and his his classmate come in. When they said 1935, I was like, oh my, this show is very old. Very old. For their 50th reunion around. Yes. Very old. Very, very old. Like, yeah, Earl Hyman was was old when he died. Uh, Let's see. Earl Hyman died in... um, 2017 actually he was born in 1926 so 
when he was supposedly graduated from college, he would have been nine years old. Uh, yeah, he died in 2017. Uh, oof. I mean, he's known for the Thundercats. Uh, he yep. was in, uh, I know he was Panthro. On yeah, the he, he was. He was on the Cosby Show. Let's see some more of his. Uh, he did. His- um, he did live theater. I saw him once uh, when I lived in D.C. at the Washington Shakespeare Theater. They did a. Uh, they did a production of Oedipus, and he was uh, Tiresias. And Avery Brooks, Captain Cisco from Star Trek Deep Space Nine was Oedipus. Nice. Yeah. Uh, he's got, <clears throat> let's see, he won a Theater World Award in 56, a Tony in 80, a Cable Ace in 83, an Emmy. He was nominated for an Emmy in 86. And 2009, he won the Obie Award for Lifetime Achievement. Uh, oof, let's see. Uh, he was on a different world Cosby show. He came back and did Cosby. He was on All My Children, Hijack, Flight 285, <laughs> uh, Twice on in a Lifetime. On and on and on and on and on. This man worked. He did. He came, he came in and did work. Uh, <clears throat> um, season one was still trying to figure out what they were doing with Walter. This is the time where they're like, is Sinbad going to be here or is he not going to be here? Are we doing this with Sinbad? Because Sinbad was, he was a touring comic. He was, yeah, he was touring. He was, he was on his way up. He absolutely was. They, you're absolutely right. And sure enough, as soon as they were like, all right, he's here. He was like, I'm out, bitches. And (laughs) yeah, he left. I mean, it, it comes up later around, I think, season four. That's when he got um, Showtime at the Apollo. And and Kiki Winans was on for an episode. Yeah, uh, just randomly. Yeah, as, as, just a, as, a, as a side character. It's, this show does the craziest thing where you're like, oh, all these super important, like, these mega big black stars are just side characters. Absolutely. <laughs> Because we're only two episodes. Whoopi Goldberg, Whoopi Goldberg is one of the biggest stars of the time. She's on the show one time, one episode. That's it. Yeah, but one. She, but it. But she played a doctor. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I feel like they were like, "Oh, if we if we get her in once, maybe she'll come back and do some more of this." Yeah. Uh, God, this show had everyone. It, it like when it turned it out, it turned it out like. How do you Tupac, get Eddie LaBelle? Tupac. Yeah, Tupac. Okay. I watched that episode yesterday just as a palate cleanser because, like, I was watching a bunch of season one and I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, it, it, that's a good one. That is a good one. That I was looking one. for a clip and it was like, yo, Tupac, had he lived, he could fucking act. Yeah, he was good. Yeah. Um, the last episodes that I talked about were uh, before this. Uh, were Rudy and the Snow Queen and War of the Words, uh, where the, the, those are both Whitley-heavy episodes, but they've got a lot of Denise and they've got a, a bit of Maggie. So we're, we're trying to see Marissa Tomei. And honestly, watching the show, it's like, how the fuck did she get an Oscar? Because her Oscar nom is only, what, four years away from this? Yeah, not that far away at all. Not that far. Did she take some classes? Did she figure things out? Or were they just writing this character that bad? I, 
I have no idea. They they clearly didn't really know what to do with Maggie. Yeah. I or mean, or any of the other white people that just kind of randomly show up. Like Cougar shows up in season one and we never hear from Cougar again. Yeah. Like there's a couple of people. I mean, when, when they get Dean Kane later on, they figure it oh. out. Oh, oh God, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Dean Kane and in that same episode, the guy that plays uh, Pumbaa in The Lion King. What? Oh, I. Uh, yeah, he's the cop. He's the cop. Yeah, when I first watched this, like when I did my first watch through of the series, once I figured out I wanted to do a podcast, it was like, oh my God, all these people are here. Like, we're like two or three episodes from Tommy from Martin appearing as Jaleesa's husband. Yep, as Jaleesa's uh, uh, ex husband, Lamar, talking about that chest. Whitley goes, oh my God, did you see that chest? Yeah, they were, oh, oh no, wait, I think that's the next season because I think Kim was there. Oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, um, he's he's on the show. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the Dean in the episode about censorship over, there's there's some people who are just like, damn, they had, they got them. Uh, this, this whole thing, it, it's a whole thing. Um. Yeah, Jennifer Lewis is uh, uh, Dean Davenport, which I a character on I wish they had brought in list. earlier on my list. I should make that a segment and just be like on my list, and we list like five things that happened through <laughs> that happened in the next this- time. Ask how I. Uh, have school- you seen um, Have you seen School Days? I haven't yet um you should you should check out school days and i'm gonna tell you why the reason you should check out school days is because there's a lot of overlap with the casting uh and the reason there's overlap is because the um the casting director is a woman by the name of robbie reed humes Mm -hmm. and she was also the casting director for a different world so you're gonna see and they both shot in the same year it's just that a different world came out first and school days came out like um i want to say february of 89 okay so like halfway through the the back half of the season yes but they they shot at the same time as a matter of fact spike lee came up we they were beefing about it but anyway like like daryl bell is in school days like jasmine guy is in school days uh Roger Smith is in school days, Tisha Campbell. It's it yeah, the overlap is is weird. I mean looking like looking at Jasmine Guy's very impressive IMDB page while like while doing research for this, it was like, oh shit, she did she did this, she did school days, she did Harlem Nights. She she basically was a 13-year-old black guy's like dream. Basically, in the late '80s, early '90s, like she, she was in everything that, like, these things that's like oddly important to Black culture. And Absolutely, Dominique Larue. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I I want to watch. Uh, I, maybe I'll do that tomorrow. I think I'm gonna gonna take some time and watch uh, <laughs> watch Harlem Nights because I have not seen it as an adult yet. Oh, oh, you must. Oh, you must. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I I come from two black people, and they they've seen it, and they've told me things, and my oh. dad, 
is a fan of of old my father that's one of my father's favorite movies you you know oh my god i know it yeah any uh just some of the most beautiful just profane language just ever strung together it's just it's poetry I just had the craziest idea that I think I'm going to do. I think I'm going to get my parents to to do this podcast with me. About Harlem Nights? No, to do a, a, the podcast about a, a different world. Just talk about the series in general. Okay. Do it as like a bonus episode. I think that might be really fun because they're fucking insane. They, they <laughs> one, they raised this. So. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, episode eight. That was the one. Was that the, that was the one where she talked to the dude and he started talking about like buffalo chicken wings? Like that's the first time I remember ever hearing about buffalo chicken wings. Uh, these these two episodes they they sort of run together and it was it's it's a lot happening. Yeah. Um, still back in at back in seven, there's a moment where uh, Denise and her grandfather have this heart to heart in the in the closet of the opposing school. And it was like this scene, because like when I went to school, like we had key cards. You couldn't get into buildings if you didn't go there. You had to scan into every fucking building, and like that just that blows my mind that you could just break into a school. Yeah, this is life before key cards. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I went to school post nine eleven and post Columbine. So yeah, no, <laughs> the world was very different. Um, Not a, yeah, very, very much so. Very much so. That heart to heart that they have in the closet, where she's like, "I, I was afraid you're gonna be terrified. You're gonna be, you know, furious at me." And he was like, "I'm only furious because you got here first. That's one of those moments that you look at and you're like, "They, this show changed so much because like this wouldn't have." This wouldn't have been the A story in season two. This had been a C story that they that they summed up in half a commercial break. Yeah. Uh, yeah, talking about episode eight, If Chosen I May Not Run. Uh, this is Denise. It's super Denise heavy. This is Bill Cosby's third appearance on the series. Uh, yeah, they and that was, I think that was another part of the problem about season one is because the 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 huxtable showed up too much and i get it i get it but like yeah the huxtable showed up way too much and instead of denise focusing on denise finding her identity there they kept bringing her back to who she was on the cosby show and i think that's one of the things uh that they've done rather well with um grownish okay yeah I haven't I haven't gotten into Gronish. I have a um you might you might know her a friend of mine writes for uh Mixed Dish actually. Uh Spencer Yeah, Kimber. Spencer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh she's she's so funny. She's like she's she's got like this this dark wit about her. It's it makes her it's yeah, and and like her kind of quirky appearance, it just it kinda it's very off putting and it kinda draws you in, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh so this the the second episode is it it's a nothing episode. It is a middle of the season. We it, yeah, in the in the grand scheme of like season one, it it adds absolutely nothing to it. Again, Denise, it just shows that Denise is the brat that everybody tells her she is. Yeah, uh, she, uh, her She's, whole thing is she doesn't want to work out to to be an athlete. It's, yeah, 
again, she's a proto millennial. It's just like, what? I have to work to do this. This is hard. I quit. There's this exact same storyline as an episode of Daria, um, like 17 years later. <laughs> uh, where Jane joins the track team and then it's hard. I don't want to. It's, it's a lot of meh. Uh, we're at a part of the season where we can we can look back and we can see who who's done the show so far, who's going to do the show coming up. Uh, we by this point we've been introduced to most of the characters who are who are going to be the main cast for the season. Uh, who in season one was a favorite of yours? Uh, Cougar. I liked Cougar in season one. I wanted to see more Cougar, but we never got to. Um, who else did I like in season one? I liked, I liked Whitley in season one because Whitley didn't take any of Denise's bullshit. Like, Whitley was not having it. Like, Denise was surrounded herself by people that, like, placated and, like, patted her on the back for doing the most menial of things. Again, proto-millennial and and Whitley was just not having it Whitley wasn't having it in a whole different in a whole different way but like Jaleesa was like not having it yeah no 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 not at all not at all but Maggie yeah but still not Jaleesa in in a completely different way Jaleesa was like you're bougie you're spoiled get the hell out of my face for sure yeah um who's the character that you wish didn't happen like is there a character on the series that you're like we did need this from this point on or from this point so far from this point so far um like season one a season one character a season one character um uh jd ladies uh uh uh, yeah oh stevie's son stevie's son jd yeah he we for what he didn't serve any purpose yeah, that just sort of that sort of was a device used that they're like, oh, this is why she isn't here because yeah, he's clearly taking care of a child, right? Uh, coming and up, you're choosing to take care of a child on a college. Camp. Okay, all right, let's roll with it. I mean, to be fair, she she is get like she's getting free rent. I get it. She's getting free rent and probably going to school for free and all that other stuff. I get it. But like, yeah, nah, like he was and he was only on like two or three episodes. He wasn't in a whole bunch of episodes. Like he wasn't he wasn't even used enough to justify being there. Like he's a kid living in a dorm. Yeah, I mean, he's not doing great. (laughs) <laughs> like like there's never any toys in the lobby or like a kid's bike in the lobby or some shit like never like come on i mean that that speaks more as more to stevie as a good mother like i'm keeping <laughs> this clean calling home my son's not fucking up about, look, look i may be a lot of things but i, I will not raise a slob <laughs> I, I have said this a few times about my mother. I was like, oh, you really did hold that uh, don't show your ass in public <laughs> as a real thing we're doing today. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, Black Mother 101, that's the first rule is did you better not fucking embarrass me. Uh, you ain't gonna have these white folks call me. You better not embarrass me in front of these white folks. I will kill you, bring you back to life and kill you again. Yeah. 
Uh, man, uh, looking forward, I'm, I'm like, just, I've got the, the Wikipedia up. Let's see. The next episode is the first appearance of David Allen Greer. Honestly, this series just like, when you look back, you're like, oh, they just like, this was the, um, law and order for black people. Like it's this, a show you did. in the, in the nineties, it was this, and you know, what the other show was ER. Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Like every black actor was a Klingon on that hoe. Like for <laughs> real. For real. Oh, um, because you are you are exceptionally well versed in geek. Have you have you heard anything about the the Whoopi Goldberg reappearance on Picard and um about that at all? No, I haven't because I haven't been watching. I it's the CBS Access is like the one the one streaming service. I was like, no, I'm not do I'm not. Damn it, I'm not. But now it looks like I probably got to get it so I, mean, I can watch. I've heard very good things from people who are who are into Star Trek. And yeah, same. They did. Uh, they did ask Whoopi to reprise her role. Um, cool. Like had Sir Patrick Stewart do it on The View, and I was like. Like, I get it. Your agents had already talked about this before this happened because there was no way. Yeah. Like, you're not surprising Whoopi. And, uh, man, uh, let's see. Uh, oof. So the next episode, David Nolan Greer appears. Uh, we're only uh, two after that. We get the introduction of Monica, the stepmother, the soon-to-be stepmother, which was fantastic. It was uh, great. I, I do want to know this. Who do you think, who's one of your favorite guest stars from the series? Um, just made you go, yes. Uh, obviously, Tupac and Monica Calhoun. Like, they're, t- I love that episode so much. Uh, let's see, who else? Uh, Professor Randolph, Roger, Roger Smith. He was, he was good. Uh, let's see who else. Um, of course, Tisha Campbell is Josie. That she was good. Heart wrenching too. Ah, it's great. I love the episode. Um, let's see. Uh, of course, uh, the kid that plays Dion. Um, he's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so many great performances on that show. Uh, Ty Mac from the fucking Last Dragon is the dude that almost rapes Freddy. Like it's, it's so much. This, ah, this show really. So, I mean, the list of guest stars has its own entry on IMDb. By the way, uh, no shit. Okay. <laughs> I mean, so you had you had your little guest stars like Raven Simone. Bill, um, who who else can I consider a little guest star on this? I mean, Candy Alexander had a very small role, uh, but then you had your big ones. Oh, yeah, that's right, Candy Alexander. She was Teresa. Yeah, she ran against Dwayne. That's right. Yeah, in the episode with Jesse, with Jesse, Je- with Jackson. with Jessica Jackson. Uh, Heavy D made an appearance as well. James. Avery was on the series as a bowler, just as an unnamed yep. bowler. Um, you ever see The Wiz? Uh, yes, I, I did grow up black. So Okay, I mean, I'm just saying, you know, I didn't know. But yeah, Ted Ross, the lion, he's, he's on a different world. Yeah, oh God. 
the episode when Theo comes to Hillman and he talks to the advisor, that's the dude, that's the lion from the Wiz. Nice. Um, I think one of my favorite characters who hasn't made an appearance yet, and I, I cannot wait, is for uh, is for Colonel Taylor. Ooh. Colonel Taylor is is a game changer. Um, I know it's hard to talk about only season one because season one season one is such an appetizer for what you're gonna get in this series. Yeah, and it's just sure. like it's like, oh yeah, watch this, but then wait for it. It's it's like ah uh, man, it's that's what it, that's what the hard thing about this it, is. It really was because yeah, early on in season one, you could tell that like the ensemble is way more interesting than Denise. And sure enough, it becomes an ensemble show post Denise. Let's talk about early Dwayne Wayne. Uh, All right, he's a freshman still. He's is he a freshman this season or a sophomore? I think he's a freshman. Uh, I believe he's a freshman. Yeah, he's he's new. He he's got the glasses yet. He's got the flip-up glasses and and he kind of he's one of the first people you see. He's he breaks the fourth wall. We ha- we haven't learned that uh his middle name is Cleophus yet. No. Uh growing up, I I got to tell you like the first time I heard his the first time I heard someone called Dwayne on TV, I was just like Oh, my name exists with other people because I like. I think mm. I was twenty before I met another Dwayne. <laughs> I, I mean, other than my dad, but like I was very old before I met another one who spelled it right. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it, I guess it's not that popular of a name. Um, I've got a cousin with the name Dwayne, but I was in my twenties before I learned that his nickname wasn't his legal name. No, nah, I had a uh, cousin Dwayne. He died a couple of years ago, but yeah, I had a cousin, Dwayne. Yeah, it's just, oof. I mean, yeah, but Dwayne Wayne is a character is an iconic character because he evolves throughout the series. Like he gets, he gets smarter and blacker, and it's just it's one of those things. That's like, oh fuck, like if you raise a kid and he grows up to be Dwayne Wayne, you for a few years you fucked up but mostly overall you did pretty good you did i i would i would be proud to be uh adele and woodchuck wayne yeah uh i mean i mean his mother is patty labelle how could he there you go nah Dwayne. absolutely nah the arc of Dwayne it uh was really kind of a pleasure to watch it was it was weird to kind of see that character grow up he grew he grew up right like um yeah he did because yeah you know you're a freshman in college it's your first time out yeah you lead you're walking around with your dick absolutely you are led you're literally led by your dick i do want to imagine a world where um where lenny kravitz didn't knock up lisa bonet and the series kept on on the trajectory where uh where denise is the main character of the series what do you think happens? Like, is Dwayne? I don't know, but it's it's changing drastically anyway because Debbie Allen is coming in to save the show season two, regardless. So there's some shit is gonna be shaken up anyway. Denise either gets like roommates or like like Denise, it, Denise and Dwayne start hooking up because the seeds for Dwayne and Whitley are laid in season two. So mm-hmm. if Denise stays, then then they work towards shipping Denise and Dwayne. 
and and I I will gladly have you back to do this later, but and we'll talk about it. But what do you think the series is like if it's Denise and Dwayne and not Denise Whitley and Byron? Denise and Dwayne uh, is becomes odd. It it becomes odd couple in a very different way. Uh, in the way, you know, when Dwayne and Whitley first got together, it was, you know, New York versus the South, but like it, it, it kind of becomes like Dharma and Greg, you know what I mean? Dwayne, I'm the practical one, but Denise is very much like, well, let's just live and be amongst the stars. And Dwayne is like, that shit takes money. And who yeah, knows did, where, who, who knows where that goes? Cause yeah, nah, Denise. Denise would spend Denise would because there we go. Denise still wants to live in Hillman Town, but she drops out of college. And so she and Dwayne are living together, but Dwayne's still in school and she's trying to find herself and he's driving her crazy because she ain't doing shit. <laughs> um, I wonder if we would still get Kinu as a character. Hmm. Who I have never met anyone that can stand that character. And I was like, I on rewatch, I was like, did they did they find a woman who was half black, half Japanese for this? Cause Yes. Very good casting. Yes. Imagine that like I I imagine the sheet going out going, This is the character, this these are <laughs> she was she was like, My time to shine, motherfuckers. There were like six actresses in the waiting room all ready to murder each other. <laughs> are we doing a cosby spinoff bitch i got this i got it yeah um yeah no kinu was kinu i don't know why people well i do know why people hated kinu because she, she got in the way of true love uh no there is no if if Dwayne and whitley if Dwayne and denise get together no there's no kinu yeah. There is there, there's no Kinu, but there is a a character. There is definitely a character that makes Denise kind of like realize she's got to like get her shit together. Like Dwayne definitely meets another another woman that is like business savvy, and she's feeling him. He's oblivious. Denise totally sees it, and she's just like, "Well, I gotta," you know. This serves as a catalyst for her to kind of you know snap to maybe i don't know okay uh let's talk another one of my favorite characters uh, in in this early season uh jaleesa uh because you know jaleesa's been introduced she's she's gotten jaleesa seems almost like the most three-dimensional character on the series thus far like they've they've mm. fleshed her out they've given her a backstory uh in the last couple episodes uh, actually, in the last episode, her husband, her hus- her ex-husband went, took her little sister to dinner, and she damn near killed him. Uh, she so had the tuna salad. <laughs> exactly. Um, I love that you can quote it exactly. I can. Every, like, look, this is how well I know this show, okay? Within two seconds of the episode, I can tell you what's going to happen and quote every single episode of a different world without fail without fail we we will definitely have to come back and revisit that mind of yours i i can't wait for the world to reopen because i want to do this show live (laughs) although i feel like i would have to cut it down from a five-hour episode 
yeah, I can again. This is my one of my favorite TV shows. I can nerd out about this show for hours. Okay, so we're we're talking Jalisa. Early Jalisa is she's such a strong. She seems like such a like three dimensional character. She's very strong. She's very like very put together. Also, bug nuts, batshit crazy. Crazy um, how? What do you mean? Because it's like she she put herself in a situation which would make her entire world like the the fact that she lives in the dorm they yeah, never she's 26 right yeah they never say the thing that would make it make sense which is i did this to save money i'm only yeah to save money like that's the only reason for, for sure me. that's the only reason i can think of because at 26 there's no way in fuck I would live with an 18-year-old on purpose. I'd kill them. I'd kill them. And yeah, it seems like she's having fun with it, but like... Sure. Uh, yeah. Because, you know, there's party. you know, you want that experience. And if you can get that experience, by all means, get it. So I guess at that point, she's just like, fuck it, I'm here. So I'm in it. Yeah. Uh, Speaking they... of which, did you know that actress John Lewis helped write the theme song? Yeah, so she she got hired to write help with a theme song, and then a week later got asked to audition for a character. Yep, he was like, "Oh, is this a prank?" I read that yesterday. It was like, uh, I was like, "Yeah, no, that sounds like a prank, actually." That sounds like your friends are fucking with you. Yeah, it does. You have terrible friends, John. Lewis. Yeah, but like it, it was like the '80s, and that meant someone got a voicemail message or someone answered the communal phone. Oh, that was the thing that just blew me away because I was just like, I couldn't imagine having one phone for my dorm floor. Yeah, no, I, yeah. Because <laughs> when I went to college, I, like, I had a phone line. Like, every room was wired for a phone line. Yeah. Um, and it was a crazy week where we all figured that out my freshman year, and like 15 people went out to Walmart and bought phones so we could call each other around yeah. the door. And it just became a game to like ah! people at like three in the morning and not. <laughs> wow. So we were just calling each other <laughs> as a game because how funny is it that we have a landline? Because I have a cell phone. <laughs> Mind you, I went to college. Uh, when I was in college, we still had weekend minutes. So. I'll see you and I'll raise you. I had an answering machine, bruh. Oh, my mom bought me, um, you know, because when I left for school, mom was like, these are things you need. So she bought me a wireless phone, like a cordless phone that sat in my dorm and never rang until everyone bought phones so we could do this dumb shit. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Had an answer machine. It was yeah. great. Um, I I think the best part about these two episodes is you get to see, like, they don't move the story forward, but they do build the world of these are people in college. It's homecoming. Yeah, yeah. there's no step show because they don't have the right writers yet. But, <laughs> uh, there is there's a rivalry between another university. There, there are there are traditions. There's Don Lewis singing because they they really waited to make that happen. Yep. 
Uh, there is an old man perving out uh, Loretta Devine, which is the second episode where she where she sits and she doesn't say anything, but she's she's doing a lot of face acting a lot. Yes, she, she does. She does a lot of reacting. Yes, a lot of background reacting. I mean, it wasn't until Waiting to Exhale that that background got a voice. <laughs> Uh yeah. This is I mean we're we're at the part of the series where we've met Millie. Uh the Wayne's family is starting to make appearances on the show. Oh yes. I mean Kim is recurring, but uh Keenan Ivory was a professor on the show. I think Yeah, he does like I think he does like <coughs> maybe like one or two episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Um I really want to look up Ellen Falcon because she directed a lot of this show in the first season. Uh we'll talk about her more later on. This show had a lot of women in charge. Mm-hmm. Uh, a surprising number being that it was 1987. Uh because I think of the first 22 episodes uh 17 have a woman listed as the writer. Oh wow. End of the first 22 episodes, Ellen Falcon directed one second, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. She directed 15 of the first 22 episodes. Oh, wow. I mean, Debbie Allen directed, wrote, and produced so much more of the series, but, like, for it being produced in the early 80s to have a woman, yep. or the late 80s, to have a woman who was directing, to have a woman who was the head writer on the show, it, this was fucking huge. And a lot of the a lot of the production staff were Black women. Like um, Jasmine Guy has a has multiple story credits on on the show. Hmm. Yeah, uh, I want I will delve deeper into that later in the the podcast. God willing, that we keep going. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, here's a question to ask everybody: What is your favorite version of a theme song? Ooh, uh, I know it's like asking which of your grandmother's makes the best peach cobbler. Oh, God, man. Um, I gotta go with OG. Phoebe I gotta Snow. go with OG. Season one, I, Phoebe Snow. Phoebe Snow. I gotta go with Phoebe Snow. I feel it. Um, uh, I was watching the series before the podcast started. And doing the rewatch, I, <laughs> the theme song would start, and my friend goes, "You sat up and hugged yourself a little bit while it started." I was like, "Yeah, it." While it's not the flashiest of the theme songs, it's no, but it's it fits. Yeah, it's the it, it's the I love the down homey feel of it. That's what I love about it. Yeah, like you can you can see like I can see <laughs> I can see the actress coming out of, of the shed and just opening her mouth and belting, I know my parents love me, right? You can smell the chicken frying in the Yeah, oven. absolutely. Yeah. Uh it's it's good. 
what episodes coming up like what part like what's an episode coming up in the series other than the one with Tupac that you just you are excited to revisit ooh uh, the the one with like I said the one with Tymok that was a good one um I don't know the episode names. Uh the one with yeah, the one with Tymock with with Freddie, that was a good one. Uh the one where Willie gets drunk for her birthday, that's always a fun one. Okay. Uh then say you got a headache, it's because of that tech in your head. <laughs> uh let's see. What's the, uh the one with Dean Kane? I love that one. That's a good one. Oh, were they were they a- you know, discuss racism. And- yeah, where they they vandalize the car. Um, oh man, there's so many. Oh, there's was that so one many. a Dominion Hillman episode too? Uh, I believe the rival universities. I think I don't know if it was homecoming. I just I just remember it was a football game. I don't remember which school yeah. they were playing. Oh, that that that's interesting. Um, for me, I'm. Here's the thing that I, I've in my rewatch of the series, when they introduce a professor and then that professor falls in love with someone, those episodes are magic. Like David Allen Greer's gonna gonna be introduced to the series soon and him and Steve yeah. get married and that's I, I'm gonna do a whole episode on on, on how the show portrayed black love as so positive and such goal worthy. It was like, oh yeah, you went to college, you met someone, you met your sweetheart, you two went off and just had a good life. And there you go. Somehow, somehow it worked out, you know, in Virginia. Uh, so you went to Howard, who this series is later, you know, based on, or they, they, they used a lot of, do you, how much of the show do you see in your own college experience from the later seasons? Um, there is definitely a pit style restaurant at Howard called the Punch Out. So, like that would like you're like okay, yeah, nah, for sure, that was definitely a different world. Um, just um, just going to like classrooms and see, in a college setting and seeing like nothing but black people like you didn't really see that on TV. I mean, a different world is really the only place you saw that. So to like actually go and see that and it be real and like know that like every class looks like this, like there's something to that for sure. Okay, I like it. All right, we're coming up near the end of this, so I want you to tell everybody where they can find you online. Oh, God. Uh, you can find me on all kinds of social media. You can find me on Twitter at rdouglasjones.com. Uh, you, not .com, uh, at rdouglasjones. You can also find me on Instagram, the same place, at rdouglasjones. Uh, if, if you're ancient like me and you still want to get on Facebook, you can find me there, too, at Richard Douglas Jones. I got the blue check. <laughs> uh i do let's see uh what else what else am i doing i'm not really doing anything right now because people are crazy i tried to travel and come see people but people want to not wear masks and touch me no <laughs> uh hopefully uh hopefully all this uh ends soon but this has been a different podcast Uh, Thank you all for listening. Uh, Check out the next one.
Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. Please review, subscribe, and share this podcast with all of your friends. Remember, you can follow me on Twitter at Life's a Party and on Instagram at FunnyDwayne. Drop me a line with your thoughts, questions, and concerns. The email is producer.dwayne at gmail.com.